It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. The fallen leaves Drift by my window The autumn leaves Of red and gold And a very good Wednesday morning to you, October 18th, 7 a.m., David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us as I watch the autumn leaves drift (laughs) by my window. I'm going to be watching the autumn leaves getting raked up at my house for my son so he can earn a few extra dollars. Starting to come down. (laughs) If you don't stay on top of those leaves, you got a big mess on your hand. I really noticed it yesterday driving, Mm -hmm. driving home how the leaves have really started to change and come down. So, yeah, so you got to get out there and rake. So I was noticing just yesterday, so I've got a maple. I think they're both like different varieties of maple trees. I'm not sure. But uh, one of them is enormous Mm -hmm. and it's red on the top. And that's the one it's going to drop. The whole neighborhood is going to see leaves from my tree blowing around. (laughs) The other one that we have in our front yards, uh, it makes a big yellow. The leaves are big, and so they turn yellow. They don't turn red, they turn yellow. But they have those little brown, we used to call, like, you know, you used to throw the seeds up and they whirl down. The little whirly birds. Yeah, it's that kind of a tree. Sure, yeah. There are so many brown little seed pods on there, it looks like the tree's just like turning brown and mm-hmm. dying because that's you see so much of the brown right, in it. I yeah. don't like it as much. I just want to see the yellow leaves. Well, I'm sorry about that. I don't there's nothing I can do about that's it. That's the type of tree it is. Those <laughs> seeds will come down, then you gotta rake those you up. You gotta rake or, those up too. Or mow them up, whatever is easier. Okay. Kind of mow, whatever yeah. it is, it's outdoor duties, yeah, which is not right. my job at home. <laughs> hey, you know what? What? I'm retiring. David, the number <laughs> of the day is eight. Did you know that? <laughs> That's a big announcement. Uh, now, if you were not listening to Share a Thon right. during we the closing this hours, yeah. we did unveil this, but we haven't talked about this yet on the morning show. No, I'm trying to avoid talking I about know, it. I know, but... Yeah, I don't like talking about it. Tell us about it, David. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I've decided to pursue my true passion. Which is what? Sleeping. <laughs> That's my true That's passion. That's fantastic. Isn't that a good passion? Well, as a I'm retired person, you would have plenty of time to That's do right. that. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. I keep getting a lot of AARP stuff in the mail. The, so you know was, what? They you know. should put the AARP in charge of missing persons. They can find any can. person in the United States that's 55 years or older. <laughs> that's right. They can find them all. They can. <laughs> and they found me. So uh, anyway, but I, I mentioned this, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, news from that standpoint, but you're looking for a new co-host. Who's you know it going to be? Who, who is it going to be? You know, I, it's, <laughs> you're high maintenance. I, I mean, I just don't know what we can do here. So oh. you were telling, tell me what you told me. I said, whoever it is, we're going to have to train them so that way they, they, Put the chair right how I like it. I want him to come in and make coffee for me in yes. the morning. I mean, it's going to be a chore for whoever yeah. does this. I'm joking. You're not high maintenance. You're fun to work with. So that's I, I joke about <laughs> that. But I do bring you your 
copy, not coffee, copy. That was yes. the other thing, yes, because yeah. the printer is the next to your right office, yeah. and so you go out and you get my copy and you bring it to me, copy my, my your, script your scripts, for the day. Yeah, because I hear it printing, it's like, oh, Brenda's scripts are ready, so then I bring them to you. Usually you do yeah. that because I'm running around yeah. trying to get the last second stuff done, so that way That's I'm right. over here ready to push buttons yeah. at 7 o'clock. So anyway, oh, you're welcome. Big changes in the for the morning show, but we gosh, many blessings for you. Yeah, well, that thank is, you. You know, a, a long career, and uh, God bless you in your retirement. Yeah, but thank you very not much. yet. Today's yeah, not yeah, the day. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Eight is yeah, the number. I counted lots, it. We've lots got of time to go this week yeah. and next week. <laughs> it's actually not that much ah, it's time lots at of all. Time. That's but lots eight of more time. shows. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited because I think we're having brunch on your last day here in the station. So When I started the show, I had black hair. Now I have gray hair. <laughs> That's because I'm working How with you. How many years have you been here at, uh, at Matcha Day Radio? 16, I think. 16 yeah. years. Yeah. That's so, incredible. Started up at the uh, campus, UP campus station up there. Yeah, right. It was nice. Then we moved here. Well, we moved to the temporary spaces uh, just down the street here, and then right. we moved to our beautiful space here we're much closer to your home oh, yes. from this spot than we were at up that, definitely that was a big bonus coming here <laughs> that no kept it going a couple it. more so, years uh, for sure oh uh, well if you've been listening to the morning show you've heard that announcement so if you feel like god is calling you to a ministry like matra day radio go to our webpage matradayradio.com i think it's under the about menu and it says join our team yeah and our social media post yesterday had more information about it but it is looking for a morning show producer and and uh, we'll see uh see how that uh, oh, well, see how well you work with me my wife just texted me and said you're not retiring she somebody said, needs to make money so oh. i guess i'm not <laughs> uh anyway i guess let's let's get on with the show let's do this we? show yeah. why don't okay. we okay what do you got well, David, finding housing for incoming refugees in Oregon has reached a critical state, and Catholic Charities is looking for spare bedrooms. Do you have one in your um, home? All right. And uh, what the hop market is like, or what's happening with the hops with the climate? So, got a study that's happening there we'll tell you about coming up. All right. We got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. Here is Ben Walther and Ablaze. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That is Ben Walther and Ablaze. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Well, we're going to check in with young Catholic professionals. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Dei Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Mater Dei Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. It is 7:12 here at Mater Day Radio. Another foggy morning, although looking out the window up here on Sylvan Hill, it's pretty clear out, but we can see it hanging over the oh, valley yeah. and looks like it could be rolling in now. Uh, but it is going to be burning off midday, and so we're going to have a beautiful fall day ahead. Now, sunny afternoon, we're going to get temperatures to climb to 73 degrees, and overnight we're going to cool down to the lower 50s. Then tomorrow, we have more sunshine. Temperatures again around 74 degrees for the high. Next chance of rain, 
Looks like it's going to be falling Saturday night and into Sunday. All so right. not too bad of a fall week here. I did see the National Weather Service issued a dense fog advisory, by the way, until about 10 this morning. Okay. So be careful if you're out there driving around because you may hit some fog. Currently 48 degrees, St. Agatha Church in Portland. And it is 47 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. Good morning. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio sharing an update on the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. The mission of Young Catholic Professionals, or YCP, is to encourage young adults to work and witness for Christ. YCP puts on monthly events around the Portland area and sometimes in the Willamette Valley that are open to all young adults in their 20s and 30s. Now, for myself, being part of YCP has been a tremendous blessing, and I'm excited for our listeners to get to know more of these incredible young adults who run this ministry. My guest today is Grace Hincapier, who serves as YCP Portland's Director of Evangelization. Good morning, Grace. Thank you for being with me today. Good morning, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Uh, Grace, I'm just so excited that we get to have a conversation about YCP today. And what makes this even more special is that we actually met about one year ago when you were here at the station and volunteering to answer phones during Fall share do you, do you remember that? I really do. I was actually thinking back about that today when I was thinking about this interview. I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, like, a year ago today. Well, not today. Well, actually, October. Very yeah, close. Very time. close. The same time. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> since that time, you know, we've become good friends and we've served on the YCP leadership team together. Uh, so I know a little bit about you, but our listeners don't. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got involved with young Catholic professionals? Yes. Well, so I'm a cradle Catholic. Born and raised between Oregon and Washington. I'm from a large family. And I just grew up loving everything to do with the liturgy, the faith. I really had um, an appreciation, actually, for the local church out in Portland. So it's just awesome that the Lord has brought me back here to now serve in this capacity. Um, my background is in marketing, but I decided to change it up and pursue the healthcare field. So I'm currently um, a nursing assistant at a hospital over here in Vancouver. And I actually, I knew of YCP actually in high school. And wow. I was so excited. <laughs> I know for the time when I could finally join in a few more years. And so after high school and all of that, I actually ended up spending time in a house of formation with some religious sisters. And when that time ended, I came back to the Portland area and was really just begging the Lord for community for whatever that would look like. And I ended up volunteering at the Fall Sherathon, like Sarah said previously, <laughs> at the radio station. And that's where we met. And she mentioned YCP. I went to my first event and then ended up joining the team. And community was really what I found through YCP of just from the members, but especially on the leadership team. That has been such a beautiful um, experience and opportunity and everything that the Lord's opened up through this. Oh, that's that's amazing. And, and I think you're so right um, that I think so many of us have found a wonderful community through YCP. And now that you've had this experience yourself, Grace, can you share a little bit about what YCP could offer to any young adult out there? Yes. Well, I mean, I think from my own personal experience of just even attending my first event, it was a networking happy hour, and honestly, it was a breath of fresh air to just be around young people, you know, having a drink, talking about life, 
uh, sharing the joys and sorrows of their faith journey. And I remember leaving that event and just saying to myself, you know, there's something here. Um, I need to mm. like, I need to stay here. I just need to figure this out. And I truly like that was just resounding in my heart that there was something here. And I think, you know, YCP, it bridges the gap between faith, your young professional life, but also human formation. And again, echoing that community. And I think that's huge because for young adults, you know, it's the time of transition, whether that's mm-hmm. coming from college, um, from relationships, from friendships. A lot of times we're moving to new areas. Everyone's looking for stability. Um, everyone's looking to belong to something. And this is a beautiful time that the Lord can do so much um, during these years of transition. Right. And He wants to speak into the, these years for us. Like He really wants to be a part of it. And I think YCP provides that opportunity for a, just like a natural um, community to be a part of. And by just going to like a networking happy hour, you're going to meet people, you know, across all walks of life in different areas of their faith. They could be, you know, actively practicing. They could also be just looking um, at the faith for the first time. And so I think you'll find everyone in YCP, but you'll also find something deeper, maybe that you didn't even know you were looking for, because I think the Lord has provided a beautiful, um, I guess, experience. Mm-hmm. through the organization of YCP. So again, if that's like community or mentorship for your um, professional life, like you'll find that here. Wow, that's a beautiful way to really sum up what we're all about. And wow, you said that so well. And I love what you said, uh, especially about, you know, the Lord wants to be part of these years. I think maybe sometimes when we're young adults and we're in the thick of all the messiness of life, we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. I There's only so much I can do right now or there's only so much I can really do for the Lord or, or, or grow in my spiritual life or whatever it is. It just sometimes feels like this isn't the time for that and that'll happen later in my life. But you're so right that the Lord wants to be part of this now and, and that this time really can be a gift. And it's a, it's a special time to grow um, in our relationship with the Lord and with each other. I, I just love how you said that. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think these years are definitely years of foundation. They're not an in-between. They're not an until or right. um, just wait until something happens. They're, they're truly years of foundation. I love that. And again, I am speaking with Grace Copier, who is the Director of Evangelization for the Young Catholic Professionals Portland Chapter. Now, Grace, uh, many people in our local area might have seen one of our events being advertised, and they might see that these events often have a focus such as learning from a speaker or networking with other young Catholics. Um, but can you tell us about how YCP uh, specifically has a focus on our spiritual life, among all the other things, how YCP can really have an impact on someone's spiritual life and their relationship with the Lord? Yes, I think um, YCP does a really beautiful job of presenting the faith in a gentle way. Obviously, it's very much in our identity. We're young Catholic professionals. And I think through our monthly events, um, it's a very gentle introduction. So Mm -hmm. we have opportunities for prayer. Um, We have opportunities for the sacrament of confession, opportunities for adoration. We have various prayers that we present through the year. Um, I think our biggest event that we provide a spiritual opportunity is during our retreats where we have confessions and mass and 
we have an opportunity to pray with the monks up at the seminary in the abbey. And so I think it's it's sprinkled in for sure because it's so a part of our, our identity. And at each event, you'll encounter prayer in some way. I love that. I, I think... I think you're absolutely correct. It's part of everything we do. And I know you and your role, it, that's a big part of what you make sure that we remember. And, and I really appreciate that. And you're right that our retreats are those biggest events. And that's where actually we see the most young adults attend is mm-hmm. for those retreats at the Abbey. And I think it's because, you know, young people want that. They want that time of prayer um, with the Lord. Uh, Finally, Grace, as we wrap up here, how can people find out more about young Catholic professionals in general? They can find um, more information at ycpportland.org, as well as on our socials at ycpportland, especially on Instagram. Perfect. And we will also make sure to share all this information about YCP in the show notes of this podcast. And uh, yes, we just look forward maybe to seeing some new young adults at our next event. Uh, Grace, it has just been wonderful to speak with you today. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you for your time as well. And I look forward to meeting all the new faces. And it is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, YCP events, whenever they come up, you're going to find them on our community calendar. And along with that event, there are so many more on the calendar right now. It seems like since we got back into the swing of things after summer vacation, now we're into fall. Lots of parishes having all kinds of great events, fall bazaars, missions, special prayer events, all going on right now. So please check it out. You'll find the community calendar under the Get Involved menu at matradayradio.com. You'll also have the calendar on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Getting a family dressed for any occasion can be quite an event. As moms, we are constantly being asked, now where are my shoes and socks? Or I don't wanna wear what you laid out for me. As parents, we hold a very important role for our children on how they dress. And as mothers, we need to be encouraged to hold high standards for ourselves and our children and help them to honor their bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 13, 11 through 14, it states, let us throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Do we dress as if we are part of God's army? And do we have the same standard for our own children? As moms, we must not be confused over Vogue style and Christian standards. We can have style with regards to how we dress, but we must conduct ourselves as Catholic Christian women and never allow our family to compromise the standard. The whole church is depending on us to do our job and enforce this high standard so as to teach our children what a Catholic Christian looks like. In Romans, it goes on to state, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the desire of the flesh. Let us pray. Jesus, please help us to have the strength and the conviction to dress so that is pleasing to you. Amen. 
May we change the world by wanting to dress in our armor of light. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. President Joe Biden is Israel today. We'll have the details for you in the news. And finding housing for incoming refugees to Oregon has reached a critical state. Catholic Charities is looking for spare rooms. Can you help them? I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Not afraid of the valleys we let through In your love we are besieged We grow from your heart to make the world new Not ashamed of your love that always stays true In your love we are besieged
is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, one of Oregon's leading refugee resettlement organizations is asking local property owners to consider offering spare rooms, available rental units, and homes for temporary housing. The situation has reached a crisis level, said Claudia Munoz, Program Director of Refugee Services for Catholic Charities of Oregon. Public funding for short-term housing for refugees is running out, she said, and we hope citizens of goodwill can step forward to help these brave people who have escaped danger. Now, in the past, Catholic Charities has housed refugees in hotels, but federal funding has been limited to specific populations, and there is no longer government funding to cover those costs, Munoz explained. Typically, temporary housing is needed for spans of three to six months. Munoz is making the appeal to faith-based groups, landlords, Airbnb owners, even ordinary homeowners who have spare rooms. Government agencies, uh, gov- the government asks agencies like Catholic Charities to resettle refugees. And the process follows legal and proper channels established by Congress, which includes extensive background checks and medical screenings prior to arrival in the U.S. We'll talk a little bit more about this, too. Uh, Going to speak with Executive Director of Catholic Charities, Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll find out a little bit more about this story and the help that they need. Well, a massive blast rocked a Gaza City hospital packed with wounded and other Palestinians seeking shelter Tuesday, killing hundreds of people, the Hamas-run health ministry said. Hamas blamed an Israeli airstrike, while the Israeli military said the hospital was hit by a rocket misfired by Palestinian militants. The Gaza health ministry said at least 500 people were killed. Meantime, U.S. President Joe Biden has arrived in Israel on an extraordinary high-stakes trip as the region is gripped by violence in the aftermath of Hamas attacks and Israel's subsequent response. He's meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today. At least 3,400 people have been killed in Gaza since October 7th, according to a statement Wednesday by the Palestinian Ministry of Health in Gaza. More than 12,000 others have been injured, the statement said. Amid these international tensions surrounding the war in Gaza following the deadly bombing of a hospital, Pope Francis has called for another day of prayer and fasting for peace, saying war cancels the future and breeds hatred and revenge. Speaking to the faithful attending his October 18th general audience, Pope Francis said to the sound of applause that he was thinking of Palestine and Israel. He said the victims are growing and the situation in Gaza is desperate. Please let everything possible be done to avoid a humanitarian catastrophe. To this end, he announced October 27th as a day of prayer and fasting for peace and invited believers of various Christian confessions and those belonging to other religious traditions to join as well as those who carry in their heart the cause of peace in the world. He announced that on the evening of October 27th at 6 o'clock p.m. in St. Peter's Basilica, an hour of prayer would be held in the spirit of penance to implore God for peace in our days and peace in the world, Francis said, and is asking churches everywhere to participate by organizing similar initiatives. 
Well, here is something to keep an eye on, beer lovers, especially IPA fans. Scientists have found that hops in major beer-producing European countries like Germany and the Czech Republic are ripening earlier and producing less since 1994. According to the study released Tuesday, the situation could get worse. Hop yields could decline by as much as 18% by 2050, and their alpha acid content, which adds to the bitterness of good IPAs, could decrease by up to 31% due to hotter and drier conditions. Now, the findings add to a growing list of things the climate crisis threatens, yet people take for granted, according to the co-author of the study and research, the Global Change Research Institute. Now, while the study only focused on major hop-growing European countries, its author says it represents what could happen in beer-producing regions in the U.S., such as the Pacific Northwest, Mm. where heat waves are occurring more often than usual. Where's the big, I mean, I think of like the Silverton area as like the big hops growing area yeah. around, uh, also around Mount Angel. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have warm summers. Yeah, yeah. But they're getting warmer. They're getting warmer. Yeah, I mean, just think of the 100 degree days we've had mm. that were, you know, so unusual, those heat dome effects. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oregon and Washington saw some of the highest rates of motor vehicle theft in the U.S. in 2022 crime statistics released by the FBI show. Now, the state with the highest rate of stolen cars in 2022 was Colorado with 785 stolen vehicles per 100,000 people. Now, Washington ranked second on the list with a rate of 693 automobiles stolen per 100,000 people. And Oregon was third with a rate of 551 motor vehicle thefts. Now, the national average for 2022, 282 Mm. cars stolen per 100,000 people. It's roughly half the rate seen in Oregon during the same period. Now, like Washington, Oregon saw a significant increase in stolen cars for a second year in a row in 2022. A previous report by Coin6 News showed that vehicle theft was still a problem in Portland during January and February of this year, with an average of 30 cars stolen in Portland every single day. Wow. Now, since that time, though, the number of stolen cars in Portland dropped significantly, falling to a rate of roughly 20 cars per day in July and August. And then earlier this month, it was announced that Portland will get an $800,000 grant to address rampant vehicle thefts in the city. You know what they should do now? They should just issue those things that you put on your steering wheel, you know? And Oh, just like, yeah. well, what were those called? Like the club? The club. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Right. And everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. You got to use it, though. You gotta, yeah, that's the key. You got to use it. Uh, in sports, Major League Baseball playoffs continue in Philadelphia last night. It was game two of the National League Championship Series. And the Phillies blasted the Arizona Diamondbacks to the tune of 10 to nothing. They take the first two games now in that series. They'll play again tomorrow in Arizona. Houston Astros hope to get on the board tonight when they face the Texas Rangers. The Astros are down 2 to nothing in the American League Championship Series. Game gets underway at 5 tonight and televised on FS1. Jonathan Rumi, who portrays Jesus on The Chosen, shared a video of himself 
praying the rosary for the intention of peace in the Middle East. Rumi, who has been building a prayer group on YouTube since the days of the pandemic, invited everyone to pray along with him. Just days after Hamas launched a brutal surprise attack in Israel, the actor was in a small medieval Italian town when he felt called to pray. And the video begins with the camera aimed towards a lone streetlight already glowing as the sun is beginning to set. Rumi looked a little distressed as he steps into the frame and begins to walk down the narrow Italian side street, explaining, I'm in Europe where the history comes from, and I felt it in my heart last night, and then again today, I felt a call to pray. I'm going to pray the way I know how to pray and the way I've learned how for the maximum amount of spiritual force. And he held up a rosary. And he remarked that there are many cast members of The Chosen, himself included, who have ties to the Holy Land. He noted that he himself has family members who are in that region who are in dire, dire situations. Then he led viewers through the prayer of the Holy Rosary. Romy didn't cease in his prayers for almost an entire half hour, only pausing briefly to check if cars were coming before the crossing street. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And it is still running through the end of this month. It is a winter warmth drive. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is having a winter warmth drive to provide its neighbors in need with hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, socks, all free of charge ahead of this winter season. All through September and October, Lane County residents can bring their donations of winter clothing to drop-off barrels in Eugene, Springfield, and Veneta. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just go to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, big doings for the Chesterton Academy down big in the doings. big doings down in the I central could... Willamette Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion, 
My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 743 at Mater Day Radio. There is a dense fog advisory out there this morning until about mid-morning, so uh, be careful if you're out there driving around today. Mostly sunny then, high of 73, clear overnight tonight, low of 52, and then sunny again for Thursday, high of 74. Currently it is 48 degrees at the Pastoral Center here in Portland. And 54 degrees at O'Hara Catholic School in Eugene. Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley is part of the Chesterton School Network based in Minneapolis, an apostolate of the Society of Gilbert Keith Chesterton, also known as G.K. Chesterton. The Chesterton School Network aims to inspire and encourage parent-led Catholic schools across the nation, and that is exactly what they are doing down in the Willamette Valley. They've got some great events for you to join in and with me this morning, it is Nick Plato, headmaster of the Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley. Good morning, Nick. Great to talk with you again. Hey, good morning, Brendan. Good to talk with you as always and catch up a little bit. Well, we're through the end of October now. How are things going at school this year? Well, things are, you know, popping as usual. So a lot going on. We started school with a the biggest freshman class ever. Um, so we had eight, 18 freshmen. And wow. We have a big, yeah, so big class for us and 53 total students. So we're we're growing and uh, developing, and it, it feels good and really good set of new parents. And, yeah, just a lot of excitement this year. It feels really united so far. So, Nick, so you've got the biggest freshman class, you just said, and now you have all four freshmen, sophomore, junior, senior classes going there at the academy now? Correct. Yeah, we had that a couple of years ago. What we had our first graduating class a couple of years ago. Our second graduating wedding class was last year, and this will be our third graduating oh, class. So we are in our sixth year of operation. Well, congratulations! That's fantastic. Well, Some of your high school graduates now. What have they gone on to do? Uh, well, uh, lots of different directions, but uh, quite a few. Let's see, some went to George Fox. Some went to um, Franciscan. Most of them have gone to college. Uh, one is trying to be a pilot. I was training to be a pilot, so basically a few right there. Nick, it must be so gratifying for you to watch these kids. You know, they started in their freshman year, and then you just move them along. What incredible young people that Chesterton Academy is able to put out using this kind of traditional Catholic role model. Tell us about how the school is set up. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we're just really set up in, in a way to encourage students to, to love what is good um, and to, to love what is beautiful, to, uh, to love what is true. And we really want to inspire them, and not just, as Plutarch said, not just uh, to fill vessels, but to ignite new flames. So we really want to ignite their hearts to love God, to love His Church, to love the truth, to like discussing things. So really, it's an education of the heart. It's not just dumping facts in heads and having them, you know, test uh, those facts. So I think that's really a big part of our school. That's the classical part. And I think the, the Catholic part is obviously everything is centered on Christ and the Incarnation. We are very, very uh, intentional in spiritual formation here. 
We have uh, student reviews, which we do, which is kind of like a mentorship with each student individually. Um, we have uh, several meetings throughout the year with them. And so I think overall, it's just a very active spiritual environment and a very um, academic and intellectual uh, kind of stimulating environment. Nick, where about is the school located there in Mount Angel? Yeah, actually, if you have ever been to Mount Angel, it's a beautiful place to come mm-hmm. and visit. But we are at the, the Benedictine Sisters property. We are actually in one of their old buildings. It's called the Shalom Building. Um, and we are in that. It has a big sign over the door that says Chesterman Academy, beautiful sign of the Willamette Valley. So that's kind of where we're at. Beautiful heart of old Catholic culture in Oregon. So we feel like we're part of a renewal here. And um, yeah, that's kind of where, where we're at. Nick Plato is joining us today. He is the headmaster at the wonderful Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley. They've got some great events coming up. Parents, if you are listening, you're looking for that right fit for your Catholic child in high school. This could be it. Nick, for you and when you've talked to parents, what has stood out to them that made them choose Chesterton Academy over all the other options they had available for high school for their kids? Great question, and I can actually say it's fairly unanimous uh, when students and parents uh, visit here. It's really the joy uh, of life that the young people have here in the families. I think it's really that attractive joy and um, just positive spirit and outlook. We have a lot of singing at our school. We sing laws in the morning. We sing uh, after school, like an end-of-day song. We have a lot of choir activities. I think it's just a fun environment, but it's also a very spiritual and joyful environment where people are just happy to be here. I think that's the most attractive piece to parents and to students. Well, Nick, there is so much to with the academy, the classes, the coursework, the extracurricular activities, parents who have maybe incoming freshmen or maybe they're looking to make a shift from where they're at. You have an open house coming up. Tell our listeners yes, about it. Do. Sure, sure. Yeah, the open house is a great time, definitely for students and parents, but also any anybody, grandparents or anybody interested in Chesterton Academy, just to even know what this is or had to come into the building would be great. So that's what the open house is. It's a time where we kind of show the school, you know, the actual physical location, which is a nice place at the sisters' property in this building, but also to kind of, we have a little presentation that I do about what the school is about. And then usually there's a parent testimony and some students here sharing uh, kind of a testimony about what, what Chesterton has done for them and why they love it. And that's pretty much what it is, but it's a really great time. It's fairly informal, um, but there is that one piece where we do a presentation. And again, that is October 29th, and I, I, it's 2 to 4 in the day. So hopefully that's available for a lot of families. But again, not just prospective families, but anybody that wants to come see our school that's listening would be open to come Come on in. We'll say hi. Nick, there are great schools around. I, As a parent, I know that I've put kids through school, but it is that Catholic mm-hmm. element. That's the part that is important to so many. You said that throughout the day, you know, the, our Catholic faith is infused. But what does their theology classes look like once they get to high school uh, that that help them know their faith more and sure. they learn to love God more uh, as kind of that that uh, part of their life that you know can't be filled by anything else? No, that's a, another great question. I love the word you used. You used the word infused. 
uh, which is a really good word. I think that, uh, yes, we have theology classes. They, each student is required to take four years of theology and four years of philosophy. So there's a lot of direct thinking about God and the world and things in those classes. But I think it's really infused in all of the curriculum. I think Christ came to save the world, and Christ, uh, his impact is everywhere and everything. He changed everything. Um, and so I think that in every class, it's, it's infused in there. Not just a prayer at the beginning of class, which all the teachers do, not just sometimes prayers at the end, or songs sometimes, but specific conversations where it's trying to think, what does it mean to be a Catholic? What does it mean to be a Christian in this world? And what does it mean, you know, what does the world mean? Why do we study biology? What, what does that mean? What does nature show us? So in every class, I think it's pretty much infused, our, our theology, our faith. We want to really wed faith and reason. Uh, fides et ratio, right, as Pope uh, John Paul II talked about in his encyclical. So I think that's really what you see is that these two wings of our life, how we come to know things, faith and reason, working together and uh, in harmony to help each young person discover who they are truly in God and in their ultimate destiny being God. Just Nick, hearing you talk about it, I can just hear how enthusiastic you are about the work that you are doing. And I know that these kids are coming out ready to change the world because of what they've been inspired and learned at Chesterton Academy. The whole community should be excited to support a school just like this one. And we can at your annual gala event. I'm going to invite the community to it and tell us about it. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah, the gala every year or gala, we don't know. We're, we're, um, we're unsure, are we? You are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the gala is a yearly event. It's really a showcase of our school and mostly the students. So the evening is a great evening to come to. It's at the Fest Hall in Mount Angel, which is a beautiful place. This year is on November 18th at 530. Um, and you can go to ChestertonWV.com uh, anytime to look up more information. But basically it is uh, student performances, student testimonies, uh, student music. There is a great dinner that's just delicious, and there's a really fun dessert dash. And just it's really inspiring to come and see all these, these families and these young people. So they actually see, you will see the young people doing what they do here, there. So it's really a showcase of the school. There is one uh, a big ask on the behalf of the, of the school. It's not an auction um, in terms of, you know, a bunch of items you're bidding on and all that. Um, it's mostly just uh, student performances, student showcase, and then a, a big ask for the school and an update, kind of where we're at and what we're doing and what our future looks like. That's well, that's the event. That sounds like it's going to be a great event. And I'm just saying, if your students are putting up those wonderful crepes that they had at Oktoberfest, <laughs> I will be the first in line for that dessert dash. It sounds like it's going to be a great evening. And speaking of performance, you said the kids will have a performance. They also have a great performance coming up. A wonderful way to remind ourselves to put Christ into this Christmas season. And they can do that by going to Chester. Choir. Yeah, another shameless plug. Thank you, Brenda. Um, <laughs> so yeah, December 16th this year, we are singing Handel's Messiah once again. It's, I'm hoping it becomes a tradition, uh, but it's a wonderful, just the Christmas portion of the Messiah where the students are, our choir is featured. All our students are in choir. All our students are required to be in music here uh, for four years. And so they like to sing and enjoy singing. And you'll see actually student solos, which are always a, a treat. Um, so it's a really great event, and our, our director is an amazing director, Mr. Doug Schneider, um, and he does an incredible job. So I really want to encourage anybody that's interested in seeing Handel's Messiah, the Christmas portion, on December 16th. 
Um, also, our drama is also a really fun program that's been developed over the years. And this year, we are doing, for the first time ever, a musical. Um, so that should be really fun. And, and it's uh, going to be Mary Poppins. And it's oh. going to be on, yeah, February 1st through 4th. There's going to be four performances. So that's also great. Again, showcasing the wonderful talent of these young people and these families that, that I, I serve, truly, as a headmaster, I serve these families, are amazing. And it's the treasures that we have in the Valley aren't just the, the Marion berries and the hazelnuts and all the wonderful food. These families are incredible. And mm. I just am so gr- grateful to be serving them. Well, you are wonderful too, a true servant leader. Nick, thanks so much. It sounds like things are just going along wonderfully there. And I appreciate your time today. Well, thank you so much for having me, as always, Brenda. God bless you and all the work you're doing. Oh, God bless you and all of the wonderful students there. Again, that is Nick Plato. He is the headmaster of the Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley. I will be sure to add information that'll get you right to Chesterton Academy's webpage. You can read about their open house, the gala, and all of the great things students are doing there. And you'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio, through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, a truck, a boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Really quick and easy, just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. All the information is right there. And it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Find it on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.56 at Mater Day Radio, and the rule to ban menthol cigarettes. We'll have the story in the news. And a hot burger shop just joining the group of shops down at Bridgeport Village. How long will the line be to get your favorite milkshake? I'll talk about it coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Have you ever been a trendsetter? 
What about the first to follow the trend? Did you dive in fearless and ready to ignore anyone who mocked you for how ridiculous you were being? Or did you fall into the pressure and abandon the new far-fetched idea? I'm in no way calling Christianity a trend, even if the Romans wanted it to just be that. But one of our gospel writers was one of the first converts to Christianity. The only disclaimer that came with this new religion was that you had to abandon everything you thought you knew and it would not be easy. Not really the elevator pitch you want to hear before living a totally new and radical life. Luke was born to a pagan family and took on the trade of being a traveling physician. He had studied in Antioch and Tarsus and then went on to aid sailors on voyages. He lived a simple life and didn't think much of it, but little did he know how crucial a role he would play in the sharing of the gospel. It was following the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that Luke met St. Paul the Apostle. He listened to the teachings of the holy man and it took no time to convince the future gospel author in the good news that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. Through him was and is eternal life. Luke accompanied Paul from Greece to Rome with a shipwreck and other perils along the way. He never turned back or decided this was all too much. He came to know truth and wanted more of it. When in Rome, Paul was taken captive and made prisoner, where he remained for the next two years, leading to his martyrdom. Luke remained with Paul throughout those years, helping him write the countless letters to the Ephesians, Corinthians, and Romans. It was through this encounter with Paul in his final days that made Luke realize he was needed for much more. He began preserving the teachings and historical events of Jesus and the apostles. Luke not only wrote one of the four Gospels in the New Testament, but also the Acts of the Apostles as a historical account of the journey the Apostles each took until their deaths. Everything he wrote was based on the teachings and writings of Paul, what he himself experienced, and the countless testaments from early Christians. This was all done through the eyes of a physician who had to be thorough with his research to best understand it himself. Have we been willing to take the first step into unknown territory in our faith, no matter what those around us think? The amazing thing about Christianity is that Jesus is in fact, without a doubt, part of history. He was there. God walked this earth, and there were countless eyewitnesses willing to share their testimony. Luke recognized that, and even St. Paul said in Acts 26, 26, this was not done in a corner. These things happened. History can back up Christianity's claims. All we have to do is ask ourselves if we believe in the truth that Jesus is our Lord, the Lord of Lords. St. Luke the Evangelist, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materderadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, at a mass celebrating Las Vegas, Becoming the 33rd U.S. Archdiocese, Cardinal Christoph Pierre told those in attendance that the growth of Catholicism in Sin City is the outcome of synodality, that is, women and men working together on the shared journey of faith. Now, first announced on May 30th, the creation of the ecclesiastical province Las Vegas includes the newly elevated Archdiocese of Las Vegas, as well as the suffragan diocese of Reno and Salt Lake City. All were formerly part of the ecclesiastical province of San Francisco.
Now, simultaneously, Pope Francis named Archbishop George Leo Thomas of Las Vegas the first Metropolitan Archbishop of Las Vegas. Thomas received as pallium the wool investment conferred by the Pope on an Archbishop from Pierre at the top of the October 16th Mass after he gave opening remarks and Pierre gave his remarks and read the May 30th decree signed by the Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin. Thomas then walked the decree around the church garnering cheers and applause from the faithful. There were about 43 U.S. bishops in attendance of the Mass, including Cardinal Roger Mahoney, Archbishop Emeritus of Los Angeles, Archbishop Jose Gomez, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni of San Francisco. Also included were the bishops of the new province, Bishop Oscar Solis of Salt Lake City, Bishop Daniel Muggenberg of Reno, those of us in the uh, Archdiocese of Seattle Mm -hmm. remember uh, Bishop Muggenberg. He was an auxiliary bishop there for a few years before being named to Reno. What always surprises me is that Las Vegas was part of the San Francisco. Right? Yeah, that's that always seems so odd to me. It's kind of far away. Yeah. But yeah, well, now it is its own. All right. Well, congratulations. U.S. Food and Drug Administration took a huge step toward banning menthol in cigarettes and banning flavored cigars, proposing a rule that public health experts say could save hundreds of thousands of lives. On Monday, the agency sent the menthol ban to the White House Office of Management and Budget for final review, which is the last regulatory step before the rule becomes final. The American Lung Association and the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids are urging the Office of Management to act quickly and expedite the review so the final regulations could be issued by the end of the year. More than half of kids who smoke use menthol cigarettes, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And studies have found that children who smoked menthols were more likely to become regular smokers than occasional smokers. Just that sentence alone, children who smoke menthols, it it should be non-existent in in our language. Uh, I know. That's crazy. X, formerly known as Twitter, will start charging users in the Philippines and New Zealand a $1 fee to use the service. A move owner Elon Musk says is aimed at curbing the presence of bots on the site. The company announced the program called Not a Bot late Tuesday, saying the annual fee will apply to new users who want to post, like, reply, and quote other content on the platform. Reading posts on the site's timeline will be possible without a charge. If the annual fee for using the site are applied more widely, it would mark a major departure for the social media service, which has been free to use since it was founded in 2006. It is unclear why the company chose to start annual fees in the Philippines and New Zealand. Whether and when the initiative will reach other users around the world is also not known. Cracking down on bots, also known as spam or fake accounts that mimic real people, has been a focus of Musk since he purchased the platform last year. But despite his best efforts, bots do still remain persistent problem. Have you ever filled out an online form and at the bottom it says, I'm not a robot, and then you have to put in the, oh, little, for sure. the little code? And the code's always kind of like, you know... 
yeah, wave, wavy yeah, or something. It's, you know, try to plug in the word yeah. or which which one of the squares has a car. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I never it's quite weird. got that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that uh, I recognize too, somebody told me is all of these little surveys, like you know, tell us your likes and we'll tell you this. Mm. They're all fishing for your information. Oh, Don't sure. fill those out either. All right. Hey, here's some good news, outdoor news. Multnomah County has announced that the popular scenic road East Larch Mountain in the Columbia River Gorge is back open to traffic, giving drivers and cyclists access to a scenic viewpoint that had been cut off since the road's closure began on July 5th. The road was closed for a $5 million construction project that involved paving and repairing seven miles of road, which had become potholed and unsafe, especially for cyclists. Crews also replaced old guardrails and restriped the road, according to the county. Now, you may recall that the road previously closed from September 2017 to May 2019 due to damage from the Eagle Creek fire. So those who want to check out the new pavement will need to do so soon. East Larch Mountain Road closes for the season at milepost 10 from around late November to early June, depending on the weather. Shake Shack opened its third location in Oregon on Monday with the new restaurant at Bridgeport Village, welcoming its first customers through the doors. The East Coast burger chain is known for its hand-spun milkshakes with a menu that includes Angus beef burgers, chicken crinkle-cut fries, house-made lemonades, beer, wine, and more. Beer and wine. Mm, Wine at a a burger place. Okay. Yeah. It opened its first restaurant in New York in 2004 and now has more than 470 locations across the world. On April 25th, Shake Shack opened its first spot in Portland on West Burnside across the street from Powell's Books. And the burger chain's first location in the state opened in 2021 at Cedar Hills Crossing in Beaverton. Shake Shack said the first group of customers Monday would receive a custom reusable Shake Shack cup that it would be donating $1 from every sandwich sold at the Bridgeport location to Sustainable Northwest. So there you go. Mm. Uh, Bridgeport Village. I love to shop. On a sunny day, that is. I've seen the one out in Cedar Mill there. Yeah. And I've never been to it. Never been to it. I I can't give you a review how good the shakes are. I've never had one. I've never had one. I don't know. Uh, From what I can tell, though, from my non-scientific evaluations, Mm -hmm. if the burger comes in paper and a little basket with a giant pile of hot fries... It's probably going to be pretty good. Okay. I don't know how that they, how they serve them at Shake Shack, but yeah. you know those burger places that that are just right. kind of your favorite uh, favorite spot. You're making me kind of hungry now, actually. Burger and fries yeah, that sounds kind of good. Uh, in sports, as the college football season crosses the midway point, one team continues to hold down the top spot in the Associated Press Top 25. You know who that top spot is. You know who's ranked number one. They have been in um, college football. Uh. Alabama. That's a good guess. Oh, you can gosh. never go wrong guessing Clemson. Alabama. Clemson. It's no. Alabama. Yeah. Clemson. No, no, uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. National champs. Uh, okay, I don't know. Georgia. Oh, gee. Georgia. <gasps> My nephew would be so uh, mad I, that I got say, that wrong. I was going to give you the hint, but uh, uh, yes, it's Georgia. They're number one. Okay. Pac-12. Pac-12 still well represented. Leading the pack is Washington. Huskies ranked fifth in the nation. Mm-hmm. Man, top five. 
They're up two spots following their big win over Oregon. Ducks fell just one spot, landing in the ninth position. So you got both Washington and Oregon. Top 10. How about that? Not far out of the top 10. Oregon State. Nice. Yeah, after their big win over UCLA, Beavers jumped three spots. They're now ranked 12th in the country. So how about that? Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, top 12 in the country. That's, yeah. you know, that doesn't happen. I couldn't tell you the last time that's been that way. It's All right. It's been a long time. Uh, then you got Utah, 14th, USC, 18th, and UCLA, 25th. Following Georgia at number one is, here's your top four, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. Oh, my goodness. All okay. Right. This might be the, the highest performing Pac-12 oh, yeah. group in a long, long time. Yeah, just in time for it to disband. End. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, don't get me started. We'll move over carrots in a new study. Just a couple of handfuls of grapes per day for four months was enough to improve key markers of eye health in older adults. So you said, say that again? Just a couple of handfuls of grapes every day for four months will improve your eye. Okay. Okay. Well, we've been eating grapes. I'm glad you said that. All right. Well, listen to this. It could be due to the fact that a lot of degeneration of the eyes is from oxidative stress and the grapes are high in antioxidants. Hmm. The research team from the National University of Singapore studied the adults who consumed either one and a half cups of grapes a day or a placebo for 16 weeks. I wonder what a placebo of grapes would be. (laughs) Yeah, good question. (laughs) Grape-like food? Yeah, probably. Well, the grape eaters showed a significant increase in macular pigment optical density plasma, antioxidant capacity, and total phenolic content compared to those on the placebo. If that means something to you, you've probably heard all of those words before. Now, furthermore, those who do not consume grapes saw a significant increase in harmful ocular advanced glycation. These are high levels of which a key risk factor for eye disease along with oxidative stress. Yeah. Now, previous research shows that this may contribute and to many eye diseases by damaging the components of the retina and impairing cellular function and causing oxidative stress. So grapes are an easy, accessible fruit that studies have shown can have a beneficial impact in normal amounts. So we're talking about a cup and a half a day. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I'm going to do it. I like it. Uh, green or, or, or red oh, grapes? Oh, green. I like green grapes. You like the green grapes? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like the red grapes. Seedless, though. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at 9 a.m. is a rosary chain for peace happening at St. Michael's Catholic Church here in Portland. All are invited to participate in a rosary chain All day on Thursday at St. Michael's Church in downtown Portland, a rosary will be prayed at the top of each hour from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., asking Our Lady, Queen of Peace, to intercede for all God's beloved children who live in the Holy Land. For those who can't make it to the church, simply pray the rosary at home for this intention. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Blazing the trails, Miriam Marston. She joins us next. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Mater Day Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Mater Day Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MaterDayRadio.com. That's MaterDayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Materday Radio. And it is 816 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, there is a bit of fog lingering down on the valleys, what we can say up here on Sylvan Hill. It's a beautiful morning for sure. Now, if you are under fog, that will burn off this morning. We've got a beautiful fall day ahead. Sunny afternoon, going to get temperatures to climb to 73 degrees. Overnight, we're cooling down to the lower 50s. Then tomorrow, more sunshine temperatures again around 74, 75 degrees for the high. Then the next chance of rain, though, looks like it's going to start falling Saturday night and into Sunday. So we got some nice fall days ahead. Lovely. 55 degrees at St. Philip Church in Dallas. And it is 44 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso. 
Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 right here on Matra Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And she is the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. It is Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, David. It's great to be on with you all today. Uh, Foggy with your travels this morning? Oh, it is, but I have such a short commute. It didn't bother me too much. <laughs> uh, that, that is good. Well, first and foremost, let me say thank you so much for being a part of our Fall share last week. It was great to have you here in studio and uh, just appreciate your participation. Uh, it's always a real joy to be a part of it, and uh, just I, I, I love what you all do, and I want to support it best I can and invite others to as well. Well, because you reached your goal, you get to choose between door number one, two, or three for your prize. So uh, which would you like? Well, I'll take two. Okay. We'll see what's behind there. (laughs) No, Thank you again. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it was interesting because one of the things we talked about through the share was Be Changed, which was the theme, of course. But we also talked a lot about the Rosary, because Mater Day Radio, its beginnings way back in the late 80s, basically to air the Rosary. That was the whole point of Catholic Radio here in the uh, Portland area, Salem and beyond now. And October is the month of the Rosary. So it was a perfect timing for that and to talk about that. And I know the Rosary means a lot to you. And so kind of just your reflections on the Rosary. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, David. And um, I love any opportunity to to reflect on this great prayer and devotion in our church, and gave me a chance to revisit a little bit of the history of it. And I, um, it it just reminds me how uh, how sometimes it takes uh, a while for uh, these prayers and devotions to come together, but they actually have very very deep roots and origins. Um, but the 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 term rosary was actually. Uh, given to us in in the year 1597. So all things considered, maybe not too long ago. Right, yeah. (laughs) Although the the earliest form was developed um, as early as the the 7th century uh, with Pope Gregory the Great. So uh, people have been praying some form of the Hail Mary prayer for a very, very long time. Um, And for 320 years, up until 1917, there really wasn't much change to uh, these prayers. Right. But the the Fatima prayer was added um, starting in 1917. Hmm. And then after that, we didn't have uh, much change. But in 2002, um, in October 2002, so almost to the day, actually, um, it was October 16th, Pope St. John Paul II uh, proposed this new set of mysteries called uh, the luminous mysteries, so the mysteries of light, and that so that did not happen very long ago. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. that's a very modern <laughs> addition to the rosary. And I, I would say, David, the luminous mysteries were really a pathway for me to enter more deeply into the rosary. Again, everything about the rosary is um, it's a Marian devotion, but all of it is is intended to get us to reflect on being a follower of Christ, a disciple of Jesus, and speaking to the mysteries of his own life, too. Yeah. And so the mysteries of light do that uh, just so beautifully. So explain to me, or give me a little description of the luminous mysteries. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah, sure. So um, they, they, again, highlight certain uh, mysteries from uh, the, the life and ministry of Jesus. So they begin with the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. Um, and I, I love reflecting on that because, David, it gives me a chance to reflect on my own baptismal identity and mission mm-hmm. in Jesus. 
Um, and then we have the wedding feast at Cana. So this is Jesus' first public miracle at the wedding feast. And we hear those powerful words of Mary. Um, these are actually her last recorded words in Scripture where uh, she says, do whatever he tells you. So a powerful reminder that, um, of pointing us to her son and to, and to follow his instruction and his command. So it, it helps me reflect, David, how am I doing what the Lord is telling me um, as, our, as our mother so uh, firmly nudges us towards. Right. Um, and then we have the proclamation of the kingdom. Um, so again, at the start of Jesus's ministry uh, in the Gospel of Mark, we hear Jesus say, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So um, how am I in my own life uh, constantly being converted by the gospel towards the gospel? But also, how am I being a proclaimer of that good news as well? Then we have the transfiguration, um, where Peter, John, and James um, got a glimpse of Jesus in his glorified body. So really giving us a hope, um, a sign of our future resurrection, a really a beautiful sign of hope, but also a call to deep uh, transformation in our own lives. Again, how are, how is every part of our life being transfigured by the light of Jesus? Mm. And then finally, the institution of the Eucharist. Um, so really... We have here, David, it all lands on this note that everything is flowing from and back to uh, the Eucharist. Um, so it, again, helps me reflect on, well, how am I uh, being a sign, really, of that presence of Jesus to others as well, and how am I allowing that presence to completely transform my life? Mm, that's beautiful. The Luminous Mysteries yeah. of the Rosary. We celebrate, honor the rosary in the month of October, and just some beautiful words there for Miriam Marston. She is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 7.30, right here on Mater Day Radio, or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam, thank you for those reflections, just beautiful on the rosaries. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, thank you for the opportunity, and have a blessed day. You as well. God bless. It is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. In fact, coming up on our second cup today, David, for people who have kind of a busy schedule through the day, we're going to talk about ways that you can pray a rosary even in your busy oh. daily schedule. All right, very so good. So that's coming up at around 840 after the news and weather. And if you want to listen to Miriam's interview again, please go to materdayradio.com. You'll find her podcast, her interview, and her great show, Blazing the Trail, right there. You'll also catch those podcasts on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, how is the weather affecting hops? We'll tell you about a new study in the news. And finding housing for income you refugees to Oregon, reaching a critical state. Catholic Charities is looking for some spare rooms. See if you can help. I'll have that story for you coming up in a news. Here's Sarah Kroger. I will pour out my heart. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. My soul will sing with hope in the Lord. There is nothing that could take away my soul. He is my
That is Sarah Kroger, and I will pour out my heart. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, one of Oregon's leading refugee resettlement organizations is asking local property owners to consider offering spare rooms, available rental units, and homes for temporary housing. The situation has reached a crisis level, said Claudia Munoz, Program Director of Refugee Services for Catholic Charities of Oregon. Public funding for short-term housing for refugees is running out, and we hope citizens of goodwill can step forward to help these brave people who have escaped danger, Munoz said. In the past, Catholic Charities has housed refugees in hotels, but federal funding has been limited to specific populations and there is no longer government funding to cover those costs. Typically, temporary housing is needed for spans of three to six months. Munoz is making the appeal to faith-based groups, landlords, Airbnb owners, and even ordinary homeowners who have spare rooms. The government asks agencies like Catholic Charities to resettle refugees. The process follows legal and proper channels established by Congress, which includes extensive background checks and medical screenings prior to arrival in the U.S. Well, a massive blast rocked a Gaza City hospital packed with wounded and other Palestinians seeking shelter on Tuesday, killing hundreds of people, the Hamas-run health ministry said. Hamas blamed an Israeli airstrike, while the Israeli military said the hospitals was hit by a rocket misfired by Palestinian militants. The Gaza health ministry said at least 500 people were killed. Meantime, U.S. President Joe Biden has arrived in Israel on an extraordinarily high-stakes trip as the region is gripped by violence in the aftermath of Hamas's attacks and Israel's subsequent response. He's meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today. At least 3,400 people have been killed in Gaza since October 7th, according to a statement Wednesday by the Palestinian Ministry of Health in Gaza. More than 12,000 others have been injured, according to the statement. Amid international tensions surrounding the war in Gaza following the deadly bombing of a hospital, Pope Francis has called for another day of prayer and fasting for peace, saying war cancels the future and breeds hatred and revenge. Speaking to the faithful attending his October 18th general audience, Pope Francis said to the sound of applause that he was thinking of Palestine and Israel. The victims, he said, are growing. The situation in Gaza is desperate. Please let everything possible be done to avoid a humanitarian catastrophe. Now, to this end, he announced October 27th as a day of prayer and fasting for peace and invited believers of various Christian confessions and those belonging to other religious traditions to join as well as all those who carry in their heart the cause of peace in the world. He announced that on the evening of October 27th at 6 o'clock p.m. in St. Peter's Basilica, an hour of prayer would be held. Pope Francis is asking churches everywhere to participate by organizing similar initiatives. That was the Pope's tweet of the day, too, talking about that and inviting all religions Mm -hmm. to participate in the uh, prayer for peace. Well, here's something to keep an eye on, beer lovers, especially IPA fans. Scientists have found 
that hops in major beer-producing European countries like Germany and the Czech Republic are ripening earlier and producing less since 1994. According to the study released Tuesday, the situation could get worse. Hop yields could decline by as much as 18 percent by 2050, and their alpha acid content, that's what adds bitterness to a good IPA, could decrease by up to 31 percent due to hotter and drier conditions. The findings add to a growing list of things the climate crisis threatens, yet people take for granted, according to the co-authors of the study and researchers at the Global Change Research Institute. Now, while the study only focused on major hop-growing European countries, its authors says it represents what could happen in beer-producing regions in the U.S., pointing to the Pacific Northwest as well. So heat waves occurring more often than usual, they Mm -hmm. say. So, yeah, it'd be something to keep an eye on, you know. I don't know how soon this happens, but it's something that they're seeing in their studies in Europe. Well, uh, local growers will know within a season because, you know, just a few degrees will make all the difference. Oregon and Washington State are some of the highest rates of motor vehicle thefts. In the U.S. in 2022, according to crime statistics released by the FBI, the state with the highest rate of stolen cars, if you can believe there's one even higher, it was Colorado, Hmm. 785 stolen vehicles per 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. Washington ranked second on the list with a rate of 693 automobiles stolen per 100,000 people. Oregon? came in third with a rate of 551 motor vehicle thefts. Now, the national average for last year, 282 stolen cars per 100,000 people. So that's about half the rate seen in Oregon during the same period. Now, like Washington, Oregon saw a significant increase in stolen cars for the second year in a row. And a previous report by Coin6 News showed that vehicle theft was still a problem in Portland January and February of this year, with an average of 30 cars stolen in Portland every single day. Now, since that time, the number of cars stolen in Portland has dropped significantly, falling to a rate of roughly 20 stolen cars per day in July and August. And earlier this month, it was announced that Portland will get an $800,000 grant to address rampant vehicle thefts in the city. In sports, Major League Baseball playoffs continue in Philadelphia last night. It was Game 2 of the National League Championship Series. Philadelphia Phillies blasted the Arizona Diamondbacks 10-0 the score. So Phillies now have a 2-0 lead in that series. They'll play again tomorrow in Arizona. Houston Astros hope to get on the board tonight when they face the Texas Rangers. The Astros are down 2 to nothing in the American League Championship Series. Game gets underway at 5 this evening. It'll be televised on FS1. Jonathan Rumi, who portrays Jesus on The Trojan, shared a video of himself praying the Holy Rosary for the intention of peace in the Middle East. Rumi, who has been building a prayer group on YouTube since the days of the pandemic, invited everyone to pray along with him. Just days after Hamas launched the surprise attack against Israel, the actor was in a small medieval Italian town when he felt a call to pray. 
And as the video begins with the camera, it's aimed toward a lone streetlight already glowing as the sun is beginning to set. Rumi looks a little distressed as he steps into the frame and begins to walk the narrow Italian side streets. And he is explaining, I'm in Europe where the history comes from, and I felt it in my heart last night, and then today I felt a call to pray. I'm going to pray the way I know how to pray and the way I've learned how to pray for the maximum amount of spiritual force. And that's when he held up his rosary. So he walked through the evening dusk and into nighttime, praying for nearly half an hour. And the only time he stopped walking was when he came across the street and then looked and then began mm. walking again. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. In fact, he uh, he said that he's praying very, very much because many of the cast members on The Chosen, including himself, have uh, ties to Israel and actually have family members living there now. Oh, yeah. So lots to pray for mm-hmm. right now. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Beginning on Friday and running all the way to Sunday is a monastic vocation discernment retreat at Mount Angel Abbey. But the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey invite Catholic men, 18 to 45 years old, who are discerning the vocations to come for a three-day monastic discernment experience. The retreat includes time to pray with the monks, join them for meals, tour the monastery. You'll also listen to conferences and vocation discernment stories. And of course, time in quiet prayer. You'll also be able to discern your vocation with monks and other retreatants. And remember, you can find all the details on these, many other events that are happening in our area by going to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com and also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Well, we've been talking about the rosary. Miriam mm-hmm. talked about it, and you were talking about it just there. So uh, you said you have some ideas about the rosary. Yes. Yeah. So if you have a very, very busy schedule and you think, I cannot put one more thing in my schedule, well, we can find time for you to pray the rosary. All right. We're going to do that right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. St. Paul tells us to pray always. Easy for him to say. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. But how are we to pray in the middle of a tense day at the office, while rushing to get the shopping done and get home, while picking up our kids and their friends for soccer? In his rule, St. Benedict has a suggestion for us. He took short Bible verses or other sayings such as, O God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Or, Lord, help. These short prayers are like darts, which are small and fly straight to their target. Since these prayers are short, we can pray them at any time with full intention. Thus, they too fly straight to God and reach their mark. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. So open your Bible. 
perhaps to the Psalms, and find those darts you can use through the day. And you too can be like St. Paul and pray always. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. And it is 8.43 at Mater Day Radio. Well, that dense fog advisory continues through mid-morning. Then we'll see some sunny skies once it burns off, high of 73 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 52. And then sunny for Thursday, high of 74. These next couple days looking really nice. Friday, partly sunny, high of 71. Currently, it is 48 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 50 degrees at St. Clair Church in Portland. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Yes. Here's David and Brenda. (laughs) I feel like I'm ready, too. What I really feel like I'm ready for is a burger and fries. (laughs) Yeah, after talking about that, We've been talking about Shake Shack at the top of the hour, their new place to go get a a hand-spun milkshake. Is that different than, you know, the little machine? I don't know. I I don't know. I'll have to go try that out. I don't know. Well, I've already had 10 of those little cookies this morning sitting out there, so... (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm feeling pretty good. I know. Again, I looked at that table from Sherathon. It is just an array of tasty snacks that'll get us through the day. I really haven't had 10. Nine, I believe. You've had nine. Yeah. But they're little teeny tiny ones. They're little tiny ones. ones. They're just bite-sized. So, I mean, yeah. You know, you put them all together and you hardly make up one one. big one. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if your arteries would feel the same way about that, but no. A little... little, treat in moderation that's right is absolutely just fine mm-hmm. my problem is knowing when my moderate uh, level has been reached yes. so anyway so we have been talking about the rosary and that is such a, an important and powerful tool in our spiritual toolbox we'll oh, yeah. say it's just been incredible i can't even remember the first time I prayed a rosary, mm-hmm. I, I, it just was always part of life. Of course, I remember with family when they, you know, when there would be a funeral, uh, there'd be the rosary. I think then in school, we would pray a decade of the rosary after daily mass. I mean, it's just always been part of life. Well, it's always interesting, too, because you, you see rosaries around, like, for example, I'll be driving, and there'll possibly be a car next to me. Yes, and they have a rosary hanging mm-hmm. on the like the mirror, the rearview mirror. They'll they'll have one there, and you, you always go, oh, yeah, it's a rosary right there. Yeah, and so you see them in different locations, and that that one always, I, I always notice that. Yeah, on people, almost like you that. want to go, hey, Team Mary, yeah, right, right here right too. Yeah, got it, got <laughs> one, got got one right there. So I thought though that we would spend some time today. Now as we get older, our days 
fill up and and we've got a million things to do and sometimes it can be hard to fit in a full rosary in your daily schedule. Oh, sure. You know, we understand. Yeah. So I found this great article from Alatea. Of course, October being the month of the Holy mm-hmm. Rosary, it's a great way to honor our Blessed Mother, have her hear our intentions and offer them up. Right. So here's a few ways to, to see if this might help get sure. a rosary into your daily life. Okay. Number one thing they said, and boy, we know if you are driving in Portland, you're going to have some time. They say, on your commute, Mm -hmm. pray the rosary. Sure. Really. And you can do that with Mater Dei Radio, certainly. Absolutely. We pray it in the morning. We can can hear it live. Yeah. The Hail Mary Media app is a perfect way to do that, because now you have it at any time. You just plug in your phone. That's what I do, and then I pray. Here's my... Um, where I do fall a little difficult, though, or sometimes that I'm, I I have to really concentrate. Yeah, I'll plug it in. I you, you know the all of the prayers of the rosary. You say them mm-hmm. lots and lots. What happens is I get concentrating on the road. Oh, I got to get over. Yeah. It's slowing down. Which road I got to get over? And what happens is the prayer does become a little rote, meaning mm-hmm. that. I'll just keep answering the prayer, answering the prayer, because Archbishop Sample leads it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, what decade am I on? Yeah. What You know, I start to kind of lose track a little bit. So I do have sure. to pay some close attention. Well, yeah, here's the thing, though, and we've talked about this before, and there is no rule or regulation about the rosary. It doesn't—there's nobody that says— you it's not it doesn't count unless you say the whole thing it, yeah yeah it's not that's not the case exactly you could you could say a couple hail marys you, you know what i'm saying it's it's like what can you do if it's not the full rosary just a little part of it a little part of yeah, it yeah. and that's another tip that you can do through your busy day is yeah. do you have five minutes right now to just calm yourself are you sitting in line at school pickup Pray one decade. Yeah. And then if you are at the grocery store, put in your ear, pray another decade. Mm -hmm. And through the day, you can pray a full rosary. Uh, You know, and and that's perfect. I'm not wrong about that, am I? Not at all. Yeah, if I'm saying there's no rule rule or regulation. There is not a rule or regulation. Yeah. But if you are trying to start or get it in your busy day, sometimes... You need that rosary on really busy days to just help get you through. Yeah. How about this? Pray when you exercise. Oh, see, that's a great idea. So let's say you want to get on the treadmill, put on your AirPods or Mm -hmm. earbuds or whatever, Mm -hmm. pray the rosary. You know you've got it. It's about 22 minutes. I've I've checked it. It's about 18 to 22 minutes, depending on, on how quickly you go. And walk. And pray. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. That, you don't have to yeah, be out loud. Yeah. People be looking at you. You don't want to disturb people. Sure. No. But, do it in your mind. Do it in your mind or, yeah. you know, anything like that. And sometimes you'll even find beautiful uh, uh, visual rosaries. So you mm-hmm. can put your phone like on the treadmill and then play it. And then it will show you beautiful images of Our Lady yeah. while you pray. Oh, that's cool. You know how quick you can get through a couple of miles on the treadmill you, when you pray the yeah, rosary? it takes your mind off of the exercise aspect and puts it somewhere else. That's right. Another one, now this is a little bit different, but I think that you can find the right group of people to do this with. 
if you're having people over, especially if you're inviting people over, invite your priest over mm-hmm. before dinner, pray. Mm-hmm. Pray a rosary. We're going to pray a rosary together or even after dinner as you're eating dessert. It doesn't, you don't have to like not be doing things while you pray. Right. Like you have to yeah. always be on your knees looking yeah. at an image. That, that doesn't have to always be that way. Again, no rule or regulation. No rule and regulation. It is your intention though. Yeah. It's your intention how you do exactly. that. Exactly. And then lastly, they say, and, and this is kind of a, a beautiful way to it, is to pray at bedtime. Now, with all of the, you, you got your phone, your TV, yeah. all of the chores that happen at the end of the day, you could be, you know, feeling a little wound up, mm-hmm. right? So if you need to spend a little bit of time before sliding into bed, just kind of sit down, do your evening review, right? Think about your day and and uh, we've even got that on, on the app and then pray a rosary. Right. When you are done with this, Nine times out of 10, all of those anxieties from the day, all of the worry, the right. hustle and bustle, all of it just melts away. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little bit of time with you and, and our Holy Mother. Again, that beautiful rosary, as Miriam said, always leading us to Christ. Yeah. So, And again, uh, if you haven't downloaded the free Hail Mary Media app, please do so. Because there's so many prayers on there, the rosary being one of mm-hmm. them, but all of these that, particularly at nighttime when you're trying to, you know, calm your mind, that are there to help you. And they're beautiful. Some are, some are uh, audio. You've got, you know, written, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. It's it's been fantastic, and uh, again, so download the free Hail Mary Media app. I talked about it on Shareathon for whatever reason with the other rosary apps that I had. Whenever my phone went to sleep, the rosary stopped playing. Yeah, never happens on the Hail Mary Media app. Once go. I press play, it plays all the way through. Even when my maps is telling me which <laughs> off ramp I need to get to. Yes. So. So hopefully today that'll be just a little bit of encouragement and you find ways to pray a very beautiful rosary. And I hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org. 
The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. That dense fog advisory in effect for about another hour. And then we'll see sunny skies, high of 73. Mostly clear tonight, low of 52. Then Thursday and Friday, sunshine, highs 74. Thursday, 71 for Friday. It's currently 50 degrees in the Rose City. All right. And closing out our show today, here is Unspoken and Start a Fire. And you are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Unspoken and Start a Fire. It's 8.59 at Mater Dei Radio. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, I saved the best for last. Yeah? Today is National Chocolate Cupcake Day. <gasps> really? Yes. Okay, is it chocolate cupcake with white frosting or like vanilla frosting or chocolate cupcake with chocolate frosting? Ooh, I'll go chocolate chocolate. Chocolate chocolate. I like yeah. chocolate white. Yeah, you know. So cupcakes date back all the way to 1796 when a recipe notation of a cake to be baked in a small cup was written in the American cookery by Amelia Simmons, 1796. Okay. God bless you. Thank you so much. How about that? How about that? We hope you have a blessed day.